Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Real Firm Podcast. Coming at you solo this time and with my robot friend who will call in from uh, at parts. But uh, real quick, if you're just listening on the audio platforms and you feel as though, huh, maybe I should check the video out. It's on a new YouTube channel. Not the main firm channel, but the real firm podcast channel. YouTube.com slash at symbol real firm podcast. I've moved the podcast over there to make changes so the main channel isn't diluted with podcast content that most of that audience does not give uh, any care towards, for the most part. So we've made a good decision here. And if you're just watching here on the real firm podcast channel, you can check out, you can listen to the audio on the drive, doing whatever you do through Spotify, Apple, whatever podcast platform you can get it on. It's probably there. So this week, um, the holidays were crazy. It's a new year. It's 2020 firm. And uh, the last episode, I was able to get in the, in the, the studio, a.k.a. Rockstar Life's humble abode uh, to to record an episode with him, but this one this time I really I'm pressed for time and recording it just before I'm going to immediately edit the audio and put it up for tomorrow, which is Wednesday. So all and I plan to do this not uh, pressed for time and uh, doing it at the last minute, but. Um, instead, before I was uploading the audio on Monday and the video on Tuesday, now it will be audio on Tuesday, video on Wednesday, just pushing it back a day to align with the schedule. Because if you're also interested in the main firm channel, I'll be posting other music related, other firm content on the firm channel that isn't the podcast on Tuesdays. This Tuesday's episode is a, I'm revisiting the AI song generation uh, with Melobytes, which is a video that got a decent amount of views on my channel uh, in Mar- last March. It's almost a year ago. I revisited that. It was a fun time. Check it out. By the time you're hearing this or watching this, it's already up on that channel. So uh, back to now here, this podcast. Um... So, as I mentioned, it's a little rushed. I'm here by myself in my room doing my thing, and I didn't really know what to talk about. And then, uh, every once in a while, I get an email from this wonderful company, Surge.ai, and they tell me what's surging, what is kind of trending, uh, more search, whatever analytics they do with social media. And I see it's uh, in the YouTube section. It says green no green noise is trending. And if you haven't heard of green noise, it's actually a very interesting topic. And it applies to music and uh, my kind of thing. And also physics, which is also my kind of thing. Because I went to school for it. I have a master's degree in it. And so this is, this is cool. And I might as well. This is a video that's going on YouTube, so I might as well lean into this trend that was thrown at me, and that's why I'm making this podcast about it. Excuse me, I'm burping because I'm 
I have GERD, so sorry about that. Green noise. Let me read what it says uh, in the email. Green noise, a type of sound used for sleep and relaxation, has been gaining on white noise as the go-to sleep aid for many. So for a while, people were just sleeping with white noise, which is all of the frequencies of visible sound pressure waves together, just as we call li white light is all of the visible frequencies of electromagnetic radiation that we can see with our eyes combined into one. Um, but now we're moving into the greens. This is an interesting parallel here. Green noise amplifies frequencies in the middle of the human hearing spectrum, like the sound of ocean waves or a flowing stream. Now, when I read that, I thought, bada bing, bada boom. I have been sleeping to ocean waves for the past uh, I don't know, four years of my life, I think. I, I've always slept with ocean waves ever since I discovered sound sleeping, and it's been a beautiful thing for me. So this all just came together earlier today, and I was like, I guess this is what I'll do with on the podcast. So, uh, like the sound waves, well, while eliminating the high-frequency static hiss is often associated with white noise, because it has this whole combination effect white noise has all the frequencies so a little physics background you've got the electromagnetic so the green noise noise sound waves of pressure in the air hitting your ears um a longitudinal wave interestingly enough probably nobody cares but it differs from electromagnetic waves light which is a uh uh, uh, now I'm losing the words. The right angle, transverse, that's what they call it, transverse wave. The oscillation happens per, uh, perpendicular to the direction in light. It goes like this. Sound waves, if you're watching, you'll see my fingers. Uh, longitudinal waves oscillate in the in the same direction that it's moving so it goes like this boom 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 instead of this that's light this is sound and that's the air so it's interesting green noise we call it green because it's in the middle they the, they've applied the colors to the noise in an analogous fashion to what we originally call for light green light is the light in the right in the middle of the visible uh, frequency range of the electromagnetic spectrum. For obviously, red, infrared red, where we start seeing, green is the middle, then violet is the edge, and then ultraviolet we can't see. Everything been by past ultraviolet is, violet is ionizing radiation that's harmful and comes from the sun, also gives you vitamin D. Everything beneath red is a lot lower frequency can have some effects but mostly inert to human biology for the most part as far as i know but i'm not really a biophysicist um and uh so green is right in the middle interesting fact green is the most in the uh black body spectrum the emission spectrum of a heated object, the sun, the peak of its emissions is in the green range 
which is why we evolved. Plants have evolved to be green because they absorb the most. Because green is the most. I'm going on a tangent that probably no one cares about, so I'm going to keep talking. Go back to the noise part. So green noise is in the middle, and I'm going to bring in my friend, uh, podcast pal GPT, to uh, inform me on some uh, things that I might not know about, because I've been listening to green noise to go to sleep without even knowing it. I mean, I knew what I was listening to, which was the sound of waves, but I didn't realize that's what they called green noise, which is very cool. Here's an example of green noise. This is from a YouTube channel uh, called Green Noise ZZZ. Green Noise Black Screen and 24H Sound for Sleep Instantly Beat Insomnia. This is what it sounds like. I'll skip to the middle. So apparently, uh, yeah, straight green noise, a little not not as comforting to me as the sound of waves, but the sound of waves has a similar uh, spectral composition. So I'm going to bring on Podcast Pal and uh, ask her uh, what she knows about green noise. Maybe we can get some further insights. Have you heard about the phenomenon of green noise and what how it is being used to sleep? Ah, uh, green noise, a truly fascinating topic. It's not as commonly discussed as its cousins, white and pink noise, but it's quite interesting. Uh. Green noise is a type of noise that emphasizes lower frequencies, somewhat like the sound of rustling leaves or a gentle breeze in a forest. It's called green noise because it's often associated with nature and tranquility, much like the color green. Well, that's now, regarding its exactly. use for sleep, green noise can be incredibly effective. It's soothing, natural sounds can help mask background noise, creating a calming environment that's conducive to falling asleep. Think of it as an auditory version of a peaceful, serene forest that lulls you into slumber. Some people find green noise more pleasant than white or pink noise, as it lacks the higher frequency components that can sometimes feel a bit harsh. By providing a consistent, calming background sound, green noise can improve sleep quality for those who might be sensitive to sudden changes in their auditory environment. So, if someone is struggling with sleep, experimenting with green noise could be a game changer. It's like bringing a piece of the tranquil outdoors into the bedroom. <laughs> well, that was a, a fun way of describing it. So, I'm going to ask it because it didn't seem to it knows when i ask it it's gonna know oh yes you i forgot you know science because it says here yeah well, well it's interesting it brings up pink noise as well which is so back to the light spectrum analogy uh pink is a combination of white and red right so it has some extra high-end in it, I guess that's what it's saying from the white. And actually, pink, when you get into color combinations that aren't the primary colors that represent the electromagnetic spectrum, it's a little uh, different than what I'm used to. I never really studied acoustic physics per se intensely, but there is no pink in the electromagnetic spectrum, so I'm having a hard time equating those. But obviously, for high frequency... And then, but it says, uh, it's it's called green because it's often associated with nature and tranquility. Now, unless I've been making this up, uh, it should be what I originally said in the beginning. Let me ask it here. 
I thought it was called green noise because it's in the middle of the spectrum of sound that we can hear as humans, much like green light is in the middle of the spectrum of electromagnetic radiation that we can see. Is that correct? You've touched on a really interesting point about green noise. The comparison of green noise to green light in terms of their respective positions in the spectrum is a clever one. However, the naming and characteristics of green noise aren't as directly analogous to green light as one might think. Oh no. In the spectrum of visible light, green is indeed in the middle, and that's a well-defined physical property. Sound, however, is a bit more complex. Sure. The term, green noise, doesn't have a standard, universally accepted definition in acoustics like white or pink noise do. Hmm. Its naming and characteristics can vary depending on the source. The most common definition of green noise is related to its association with natural, calming sounds, like rustling leaves, rather oh. than its specific position in the frequency spectrum. It's often described as having a noise profile that emphasizes lower frequencies, which can be soothing and conducive to relaxation or sleep. That said, your interpretation highlights how people often try to create parallels between different types of spectrums, which is a fascinating aspect of how we understand and categorize sensory experiences. It's always intriguing to see how concepts from one field, like light, can influence our understanding of another, like sound. You're trying to patronize me over here. Okay, so I guess I was kind of wrong. I was making inf uh, impl uh, yeah, implications because if it's in the middle, I, I, well, let's, ChatGPT doesn't know everything, and this is actually not, this is a custom GPT that I made specifically, although it, sh it can access the internet. Um, I could do a quick research, but I don't want to have to edit out uh, me looking things up. But uh, I know that it's green noise amplifies frequencies in the middle of the hearing human hearing spectrum, like the sound of ocean. I mean, who knows? I guess maybe I'm wrong. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, color color is definitely a, a weird thing, especially when they start going through pink. But it was my understanding that green, if, if it's saying that green is focused on the middle frequencies of the human hearing spectrum and green light is the middle seeing of the color spectrum, how does that not... But, I mean, yeah, I, I guess maybe, uh, let me ask it one more time. I'm going to ask it to search the web, and then we'll really get the answer here. Can you search the web to confirm that green noise was not named after the fact that it is in the middle of the spectrum of hearing? It's doing research on Bing, so this might take a second. Sleep Foundation... There's got to be a, a physical correlation other than because it sounds like nature. Other things in nature make sounds that aren't in the middle of the frequency. Whales make sounds that you can't even goddamn hear. Your understanding of green noise is indeed correct. Green noise is often referred to as mid-frequency noise, and it occupies a position in the middle of the sound spectrum, much like green light sits in the middle of the visible light spectrum. This similarity in nomenclature arises from the frequency range that green noise emphasizes. Sleep Foundation According to the Sleep Foundation, green noise amplifies the frequencies in the middle of the range of sounds that the human ear can hear. Wikipedia Wikipedia also lists green noise under the colors of noise, describing it as the mid-frequency component of white noise. Right. This further supports the idea that green noise is characterized by its position in the middle of the sound spectrum. 
Green Noise Sleep. Com. This website confirms that green noise is often referred to as the mid-frequency noise and is characterized by a balanced and soothing frequency range. This type of sound falls in the middle of the sound spectrum and mimics natural sounds such as rustling leaves, gentle rain, or a babbling brook. So, the term, green noise, does relate to its position in the middle of the sound spectrum, akin to how green light is in the middle of the visible light spectrum. This naming convention helps in distinguishing it from other types of noise like white or pink noise, which have different spectral characteristics. Ha ha ha. So, I guess I was right, Miss Patronizing Podcast Pal. Excuse me, the... Calling me a... Oh, it's... It's what what it said. Um, your interpretation highlights how people often try to create parallels between different types of spectrums, which is a fascinating aspect of how we understand and count. No, bitch, I was talking about physical facts. And then she, after consulting the grand archive of the internet, finally agreed that I was completely correct in my characterization of the description of green noise. This is a great experiment in demonstrating how large language models are not always... Oh, in fact, as I'm saying this, I'm reading the thing at the bottom of the search bar or the, the message bar in ChatGPT. ChatGPT can make mistakes. Consider checking important information. That's why we say search the web sometimes. So, uh, yes, indeed, green noise in the middle. It's So I kind of want to see, like, what, how does it, uh, the, I wonder if there's a scientific study about, I don't know if this is great podcast content at this point for this program, but I am uh, particularly interested now. Maybe I'll do an inquiry, like, there has to be a bio a neuro neurological, neurochemical, bio-neurochemical reason why green noise would be m the most soothing. Uh, not just because it's named after nature, because nature's green. But, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I never liked white noise asleep. It seemed to... Uh, noisy it's just it's all that it's all the noise green noise is great but i never suck sucked <laughs> i never seeked out i've always had trouble with the past tense of seek i have not ever have seeking out specifically green noise i just always loved the ocean the sound of the ocean and when i get a sound machine i want the ocean and now I've come to realize the ocean falls in the category of green noise. Uh, all right. Well, so let's not go to, I, but I do. I want to. What? What? I want to hear. What's an example of pink noise? Uh, let's ask uh, our pal here, and I'll wrap it up. I don't want to go too long for this one because I have, have to go to bed soon. So, can you give me an example, a natural example of pink noise? And why people like pink noise as a way to go to sleep? A natural example of pink noise would be the sound of steady rain or a waterfall. Pink noise is characterized uh. by having equal energy per octave, meaning it has more lower frequencies compared to white noise. This results in a deeper, more soothing sound that many find calming. 
People often prefer pink noise for sleep because its lower frequency sounds are less intrusive and more relaxing than the higher frequencies found in white noise. I thought... This can make it easier to fall asleep and potentially improve the quality of sleep by reducing the difference in sound levels that your brain has to process, leading to a more restful and less disrupted sleep experience. Oh, okay, I was thinking of white noise. I thought it said... Hold on. I thought it said at the top, pink noise... It mentioned pink noise in the first... Yeah, some people find green noise more pleasant than white or pink noise as it lacks the higher frequency components that can sometimes feel harsh. And now it's saying pink noise doesn't have higher frequency, it has more lower. So would it be correct to say that pink noise is like green noise but with more lower frequencies? Yes, that's a good way to describe it. Pink noise and green noise are similar in that they both have a soothing, natural quality to them. However, pink noise has more lower frequencies compared to green noise. This gives pink noise a deeper sound that many find particularly relaxing, especially for sleep. Green noise, while also calming, tends to have a more balanced frequency range, falling in the middle of the sound spectrum. So, pink noise is like green noise, but with a greater emphasis on the lower frequencies. Okay, well now, now I have one more question. Um, I want to know if pink noise has any higher frequencies and what's the extended analogy with light, if there is one. Does pink noise have any higher frequencies than green noise? And how does pink noise analogous to the uh, light spectrum... Oh, I really fucked that one up. Oh, it didn't even capture it. Pink noise does contain higher frequencies, but these frequencies are less pronounced oh, compared to those in white noise. In pink noise, the energy is not distributed evenly across frequencies. Hmm. Instead, it decreases as the frequency increases, resulting in a stronger presence of lower frequencies and a softer presence of higher frequencies. Huh. As for the analogy, pink noise is often likened to natural sounds like the steady flow of a river or the rustling of leaves. These sounds are soothing and less harsh than white noise, which contains equal energy across all frequencies and can sound more... Okay, well, yeah, we, we, I, I'm reading it and I, I, yeah, it's basically saying the same stuff. So, uh... Uh, this will, this will, I'm going to wrap it up here because it's getting late. As I said, sorry, I'm kind of phoning it, phoning it in here uh, on this episode only because I want to get it out and keep the consistency, uh, but also give something that happens to be trending on YouTube and mildly plus one 63%. It doesn't seem like that much, but it popped up and it, it was interesting to me. So when I see a trend thing that's applicable to my interests, I like to talk about it. And I needed to record a podcast, so here we are. Um, that, well, that that's it. Pink noise. I, I do. I did kind of want to know how why they call it pink, because what if pink is pink is red and white? Oh yes. Okay, so red is lower. Red, because red light is the lower frequencies, so red sound would be lower frequency sound like bass. And then pink adds the whiteness, which is a little layer of all of them. And then the con combination of the two is, ah, I see. Because you got the low, then all, and then it's like 
uh, mids with a with a bit with a bit of lows and not too much highs. And this all this all come this all checks out. I'm glad I was uh, rectified not rectified. I, I was um, proven. I was patronized by ChatGPT, telling me I was I was cute for assuming for making a, a connection with nature beyond what it was telling me and then further after explaining myself was like oh actually yes you're right green noise green middle of the spectrum they call it green after the colors electromagnetic spectrum green in the middle green sound in the middle of what we can hear of course the pressure wave spectrum and electromagnetic spectrum are far more expansive than what our puny human senses can perceive. We just have a little bitty tiny piece of them, but green's in the middle of what, of what we can perceive. So this is all very cool sciencey stuff. I hope you enjoyed this podcast um, that incorporated a little, not really music, but uh, sound and a little physics, which is... Uh, it's been a passion of mine since I was a young uh, 20 something, 21 year old or something, 20 something like that. So, uh, 19 actually. That's when I read the Einstein biography and I was fully hooked. Anyway, that'll, that'll do it for, for this episode. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Get, see you next time. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a guest or. Uh, get Rockstar Life back on and uh, wanted to talk to robots. Although robots are nice because they have access to all the information, but sometimes they patronize you and uh, think you're a cute little human making assumptions and then you correct them, which is feels great. Have a good one. Peace. Hit the like button, comment, rate, review if you're on the audio. Uh, love yous. 2020 firm uh, peace and love